Welcome to the Better Business, Better Life podcast with Stuart Wilkinson and Dave Jags for part Welcome, two. Part two, part two. Dave, part two. Uh, we, we're recording this on Tuesday the 6th and Dave, we were just talking uh, before that Dave is in Christchurch and it's a little balmy, Dave, but you've got snow on the mountains, so that's exciting. Oh, we, we've got snow in the back garden. It was it was quite the fanfare this morning when Florence woke up. She was gumboots oh, on out there, out there in her pajamas with a oh, cool. with a hat That'd on. Been cool. <laughs> so, Nat, she well, you're like, brilliant. oh my god, don't get too cold. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get the fire lit and do all of the sensible things. <laughs> well, but now it was good. Three year old daughter good. is just in the snow in her pajamas. Yeah, pretty much. Responsible parenting, isn't it? That's what it's like. Yes, yes. No, we've all been there with toddlers. No, I'm not wearing that. I think you should. It's quite cold. No. Okay. Let's let's just get out. Let's go. We've got a time time limit here. Today's it's kind of part two. Uh, last week we kind of opened the kind of conversation talking around, uh, and like we said, there's a number of ways of doing it. But it's you know it's the marketing and sales pipeline or funnel or process that people buy from you and and how you can influence it have some structure on that and i guess in in have a process which then maximizes the chance of one people buying off you but also to uh, maximize the chance of you dealing with the right customer to probably maximize your sale price <coughs> margins all that sort of stuff which we talked a lot about last week so if you're listening to this episode first was and go back to last week's episode so it makes sense because otherwise i'm not saying it would make it won't be make any sense, but it, there's a logical fashion, hopefully, to what we're doing. Be fair to say, Dave. Yeah, I think I think that would be fair. They'd be like, well, "Wait a second, who is my customer?" Correct. Which is the first thing we opened up in the last episode. So, yeah, the last last episode for recap, we did talk about who is your customers, the importance of that. We know, we went off a number of tangents on that, but understanding what influences your customer, what's really important to them, then how you market to them, um, and did a lot, quite a lot around that, even into things like social media and stuff. So I guess today is the sort of next stage. Okay, you've got someone that's potentially looking to buy, they may be inquired, let's do that sort of aspect, walk through the door, whatever it might be, and we can start from there. Is, is, have I missed anything, Dave? Are we, have, we, have I jumped some steps? Are we happy that we're about to meet someone? No, I think, I think that's pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, okay. I think we're good. all on point. I guess in simple terms, you know, you can talk about last week, you could argue was the marketing side of how you market your customer. Now you're potentially dealing with customers. So we're, we're traditionally now you're in sales mode, you're into a sales process. So Dave, where, when people hear the word sales, there's lots of connotations, some good, some bad, but how would you demystify sales for people? Sales is a really interesting one, isn't it? Because I think it's something that people are notoriously uncomfortable with which i find kind of ironic because they start a business because they're good at something or they're providing a good quality service and they think oh there's an opportunity here but then when it comes to actually putting a price on the service they're delivering everyone seems to start like reeling and panicking and Mm. suddenly they don't know what to do and they're discounting this and doing that and rather than just actually understanding their worth and valuing themselves so I, i always i think when i'm talking about this part of the sales process after you kind of know who your customer is and you're kind of actually starting to get some hits is actually like, this is like building a relationship. It's like going on a first date. You've effectively got to take someone who doesn't know you, tell them enough about you to keep them interested and slowly like take them on a little journey to the point that they're like, yeah, this will work. This this relationship's good. I want to give you long money. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So it is, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like dating, isn't it? Yeah. Well, dating before the world of Tinder. Yes. 
<laughs> but you're, you, you are right, Dave. Like, I think that people in lots of organizations, big, small, whatever, is sales is kind of traditionally has been a bit frowned upon it's kind of it's got a stereotype it's got you know used car salesman kind of analogies but the reality is without sales you no business exists no business in the world unless you sell something so the beauty of that is especially and i've i used to tell my cfo and all these people that i used to work with when i was in sales and sales management is they can have all the fancy degrees and talk about how much academic work they've done. And I go, cool, your job wouldn't exist without sales. And that really annoys people. So it is a thing that, you know, you don't go to university for, you know, you don't go, you know, where's university you go to, you know, you'll do a marketing degree or you do an accounting degree or, or whatever, you know, project management, that sort of stuff. Whereas sales is kind of people get thrown into it. They kind of end up there, but it is, a, it is, um, it's becoming. It's often been known as more art than art, and people are just good at it. That's complete bullshit, by the way. Some of the some really good salespeople are often very process driven. They're very detail driven. They they are very focused on the small details of things to make sure that they are perform really well and get an outcome for their customer. And and it is about a process. It can be repeatable, but you've got to obviously define it around also that ideal customer. So. If you're trying to sell to everyone, it can be quite tricky because you're dealing with lots of different people. But there are businesses obviously like that and they tend to be more technology-based like sign-up stuff. So I think when we talk about sales now, the big shift we've seen in sales is when you said that, Dave, when you turned up the first date, the difference now about the first date is I know all about you because I've researched you. I kind of know what I want. I've done some reviews or I've compared one product to another product. Like people are more informed because of internet and you've got social media where you've got people giving reviews like the minute you, you want to buy something just go onto youtube and there's about a million people telling you what's the better version and stuff like so there is lots of information for buyers to come and pretty informed good example recently i had to go and buy a new tv so for some reason our tv just stopped um anyway so i did my research the night before went into how many normal i was like i want that one because i knew after you know i was pretty informed now they got, yeah. there was a couple of questions i had i was like oh i want to understand the difference between these two models but I knew what I wanted. And I think that is the difference that people, they're, they're pretty well informed on what they want. But then the, the other side to that is because there's so much information, people can get confused. So there is yeah. a role a little bit to help them wade through that a little bit. Yeah, and I think potentially kind of the difference there is almost, stores have almost become a place where you pick up rather than get a yeah. couriered. Do you know what I mean? It's not necessarily somewhere that you get the sharpest price or you can go in and haggle on the price, but you're right, people do a lot of research online. And I think when I think about sales, I'm thinking more of potentially service industries or somewhere where actually Mm. the person doing the delivery is actually more important than the product itself to a certain degree. Do you know what I mean? Because all the products are comparable. So actually it comes down to, well, how timely can they do it? How cost effectively can they do it? And, you know, do I want to work with this person? So yes. I guess that kind of leads it nicely into it. It's like when I used to get a lead and the first thing I'd want to do is just qualify that lead. And part of that qualification process is one, are they like kicking the tires to just sound mm. me out? But two, it was a case of understanding, well, where did they come from? Because if yep. I could understood where they come from, I kind of knew what they were after. Because, yep. you know, when we're talking about our A clients, B clients and C clients, if they kind of referred oh, one of your C clients referred me. Well, it's like, okay, right, I know you're in this kind of level. There might be opportunity for upsell, but actually you've kind of, this is the kind of band you sit in. And it might be someone looking for a a basic gym membership. Whereas if an A client referred them, 
it's like, okay, well, we're talking hundreds of dollars a week into like that kind of uh, gym PT kind of modeling type stuff. So actually, well, I need to take you on a different sales journey to what I'm going to take the C client. Correct. Yeah. Very different sales journey. So I think, yeah. So my first step would be lead qualification. And a lot of that lead qualification is actually about listening. It's about asking some questions and then being comfortable to be quiet and let them talk and let them tell you everything that they want to tell you. So question there, Dave, you've used the term lead qualification. And so did you have a process for your team? And I'm guessing this is when people either phoned in, emailed, whatever. Did you have kind of a pretty, as you said, it was about understanding where they come from, but did you have a kind of a couple of structured questions um, or how yes, did you we do had, that? We had a list of structured, we had a list of questions for people to pick and choose from. So one of our biggest things was like, we wanted people to be authentic. So I didn't want them to read, yeah. we didn't want them to read from a script. So it was like, hi Dave, welcome of, to a, Dave's gym. How yeah, are you today? Yeah. Here's a bunch of questions. Yeah. So like some of the questions we'd have would be like, where did you hear about me? Well, where did you hear about us? So, you know, oh, the doctors referred me. Okay, well, you're probably going into physio or do you know what I mean? Or mm. so-and-so. So you ask that question. Um, how can I help you? That's obviously that's, the word help. There's something so powerful about that rather yeah. than what services can I provide? It's like, how can I, how can I help you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have time frames on trying to understand their urgencies? Mm. And yeah, just kind of pushing along those kind of questions was the big one. So particularly on the time frames one, if you've got someone who's injured, that would be a good thing. Where are you located? Because obviously if they're kind of in the local vicinity, they might want to just pop in at lunchtime. So you just any question promotes them to talk was basically where what we kind of, where we push things because that was our kind of initial thing. We weren't like a one-off sale. You wanted to yeah, repeat, so we were. We wanted to put more time and effort in at the front. We wanted to front stack so that we built a relationship, which meant they never left. And I think it's interesting there, the Dave, is that how you can help. And it sounds like such an obvious question to ask, but I think you know we get in our business. Okay, you phone. You're, you're phoning an accountancy business. People can go. Oh, they're obviously after accounting. Like pres- presumption is the death of sales, to be brutally honest, or op- or maximizing your opportunity. So yeah. presuming, oh, cool, you phone a gym, so you obviously have gym membership. Like, and they probably are, but actually, really going well. How can I help? Well, what I want to help is I've been thinking about this for a while, and I've had some health issues, and I know I've got to get healthy, like or whatever. Like, there's a very yeah. different understanding of what they're trying to do. Okay, that's really good to know about your goals or whatever, isn't it? Like, it's just getting a real good context of. Why are we here? Like, what's driving you to go suddenly go, let's pick up the phone and actually do something about whatever said thing? Yeah, and often, you know, if it's like you go down that help route, it gives you a bit of an insight to their, like, I kind of talk about touch points. And it's like Mm. all those kind of trigger points for a client. So, you know, I was actually out on a client visit last week. This is for for right way. And it's kind of like I very quickly realized that actually – the trigger point was they're doing really well with the business that they had, but they didn't know how to grow it. Do yep. you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, that's where they were stuck. And it scared them because if they didn't grow it, they were kind of stuck in this lifestyle they didn't want. But it's mm. interesting because as soon as you, it's like, how can I help? Then it's like, okay, well, if everything I do here needs to relate back to that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I wander off that way, of course, then I'm not servicing them where they need to be serviced. And potentially Completely I can agree. push them wherever I want down the line you know, to make sure they get to where they need to go in other areas of their business. But actually, initially, we need to get some runs on the board with showing them how to grow. Yeah, and, um, and, and, 
and but yeah. that's a good example also because it's easy for us you know in our industry we get to see the numbers of businesses in, in our accounts of our clients obviously and go oh they're making a profit that's great or whatever our number in our head goes oh that's not bad but as you said that can exclude a whole conversation so so i think tip uh, tip one of many hopefully is 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 don't presume isn't it it's you know but when you so when someone contacts your business have a bit of a structure have an, a sort of consistent way or questions i like that dave a range of questions i think it's really really cool because you don't want people to be robots you want them to be themselves but you know you want to really understand what's what what you can do yeah. because depending like i never forget the last car we bought you know, you, you kind of, the guy's doing the demo and, oh, you know, whatever, opening doors and he goes, oh, you know, and there's, there's, oh, what are they called? What's the car safety things for the car seats, Dave? Exofix. Oh, Isofix. Anyway, he was showing this, but it was before we had kids. He's like, oh, we got Isofix. I was like, cool, we haven't got kids. So what's, like, you didn't even ask, are oh, you, you know, you're playing a family. So it's just like, again, understanding what they are then goes into, okay, what are the things that are really important to show of our service, our product, whatever that's going to relate to what, what they're about. Yeah. And take, as you said, take them down that path that's going to be really super important versus others which are actually not important to them they, that's that's minimal to what they are so really understanding those sort of things are, are super important yeah so like we're, we're so just to build on that into that next stage so we qualify the lead with those questions and then that would lead us in one of three directions and i'd advise this for anyone to be totally honest to have like directions that it leads you so the reason we did that is we kind of identified our a's b's and our c's clients so uh you qualify the lead check that they weren't kind of tight tire kicking get as much information as you can and then you'd finish the call with something extremely proactive so if they were kind of in that kind of what we'd call a c bracket and they're pushing to the gym membership what's cool i need your email address and i'm going to give you a two trial at that yep. gym. yep so i'll send it through i'll check it's gone through i'm going to check tomorrow that you've been able to kind of activate everything but before i leave i want to book you in for your first class before i get yep. off the phone and ideally one with me because we've already got a point of contact, so I can just check everything's okay. And if you can come in a little bit earlier, we'll do a bit of a, a health and fitness screen. Yep. If not, we can do it afterwards, and we'll kind of just sound out as we go. And then all the way through to the A1, which is brilliant, we actually need to check that we can work together. So can you come in for an hour so we can really kind of sit down and unpack this and work out what the right, right route for mm. is? Do you know what I mean? So it's actually two very different scoping sessions. One's like, right, we need to get this done. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's our, our lower cost entry. The other one is, I'm going to give you an hour of my time, which is unbillable, not going to get it back. But this is a re- relationship for life. Yeah, but there's, the sales manager of me, Dave, is loving this. Because what you are doing is you are taking, one of the guys I used to work with is the minute you are not, the minute you go off the phone call, whether it's a video call or a meeting or whatever, you've lost control of the situation. And that sounds really um, dramatic, but... What you're doing there, Dave, is you're controlling, hey, this is the next step. I'm locking in our next step, which is I want yep. to make sure I get you in to meet you face-to-face and obviously different process around that, but you are controlling it. I'm not going to go, that's great. I spoke to your phone. What I'll do is I'll send you an email with some options for some times that you might want to come in and then just see how you go. Email goes, nothing happens. So then what happens is we're phoning them again. Oh, miss call. Oh, and before we know it, that person's gone because yep. we've tried to phone them three times. They've been busy because of life, whatever, they'll work. And they've not replied because they've forgotten about it. They've contacted somewhere else and off we go. Whereas while you've done that, you've confirmed the next step. My next step in my sales process is to get them into for a, a consultation. Could be whatever is in your language for your business, scoping session, discovery session, whatever it is. But I think that's really cool, you know, just showing that 
take control. Take control. This is our next step. When is available? Oh, I'm not sure yet. Because if they say they're not sure yet, that's a good sign. You, you're going, okay, why are you not sure? What's, what, yeah. what's holding you back? You've obviously phoned in. Oh, I'm shopping around. Okay, what's important for you? What, why, what are the things you're trying to understand by shopping around different providers? Because if you just presume by actually but confirming you can get dangerous well, but, but by actually making sure you can lock in next step, you're understanding their commitment level, which I think is really important. So getting a bit salesy here, but that sort of stuff is r- super important for one, well, for under- sales efficiency, but yeah. also maximizing the amount of leads that come through the business, which then turn into sales as well. Yeah, definitely. And we highlighted that our biggest sale sales pitch was actually just us being ourselves. So yeah. if you got someone into a class and they met the people they were going to be training with, it sold themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And if they sat down in the studio and kind of saw what an unthreatening place it was, which was kind yeah. of the biggest barrier to most people who were coming into that kind of health and fitness thing. Mm. And, you know, a couple of staff members walk past, you know, say hi, a couple of members walk in, you have a bit of banter with them. Suddenly they're like, actually, everyone else has sold it without us having to. I could see myself here. Yeah, we just need to build the rapport. And, you know, going back to kind of what we were saying the other day, I think, I think it would have was in the last podcast, but it's like we never used stock imagery. It was always photos of the studio. Mm. So it's like they suddenly see themselves and now they're in it, but actually it's exactly what they saw. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The only difference is they've kind of come in the door in quite an unthreatening way. And I think that's important. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because we've moved into a house that's a bit of a doer upper down here. And we need to get our like roof painted and sealed and tidied up and touched up and stuff. And it was nothing that we didn't know we were going to have to get done. But the number of companies I've found who, one, haven't got back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Two, are like, oh, yeah, you know, it should be about this much. And it's like, you haven't even looked at it. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, there's a couple who it's like, yeah, cool. Hey, when can I come out? When's convenient for you? They come out and, you know, jump out some ladders. They're up on the roof looking around. Oh, you know, took a few photos to show me and then give me like an information pack at the end. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, who am I going to go with? Correct, and and I think, yeah, it, 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 I've had that recently. As I think we could document my renovations on this podcast, but you know we've said the same thing, and I've had it like people, and I get it. Look, constructions in an in, in industry which is obviously softening a little bit now, but has been going gangbusters. We get that, but how? Like, if you've not got process in your business, I phoned one guy and he apologised because he was on a digger, but half his team had COVID, but so he kind of was like, "I'm not normally a digger. Sorry for answering a digger," but. If you've not got a process where you can't answer the phone because you are tied up on tools, that's not a process. You need to look at investing in your business. Okay, whether it's virtual assistants, you can get that sort of service, which are really good. I know there's some people that specialize in trades. There's a firm up here in Auckland. I've forgotten the lady's name now. Released, it's called, but they're a virtual. They specialize purely in trades. And, And the idea being is they'll give you all that wraparound admin support on answering the phone, all that sort of stuff, because all those are opportunities. And so it's, it's all very well, I'm busy now, but as we know, things are starting to soften. But also those customers, they might go, oh, so, you know, if you are busy, great. Go back and just say, sorry, we can't quote for another two months. They may go, oh, I'm looking for six months. I'm thinking of doing this renovation six months. Oh, that's really good to know. So again, just presuming because you're busy that you can't just keep keep your, and that's all part of your brand. Like the word brand, often people think it's looks and logos, but the way I avoid and I heard a guy speak about this. Brand is when you, is every interaction in your company. So you can have the slickest website, but if you then phone the person and they're like a bit rude and just, oh, sorry, mate, it won't help, 
cool that's your brand not the nice website you've got so there's a right, whole other tangent i could go on but pushing international net promoter scores um oh so, we did lots of so, stuff but but i think it's a good point dave of just that example is really common in some industries of just not getting back to people and stuff and you know whereas even if you you, you might not buy off that person if you've been treated really well if your mate goes oh do you know anyone that's you know sparky or whatever you go oh i didn't go with them but these guys are really good to deal with so maybe try them you know it's yeah. just yeah. all these little one so, percenters make it up a lot and i think you sales. need to highlight for anyone out there it's like once you've qualified that lead it's like so i kind of explained what we used to do as our kind of next step our scoping sessions or our yep. however you want to look at it because you know it was a bit different but actually if you've qualified the lead and you're a sparky you need to understand one who that client is do your research do you know what i mean if you get a phone call from someone who's like oh you know so and so architects i just wanted to have a chat with you because i potentially want to hook you up with one of my like take the time go through that architect's website find out who they are what their values are so that when you go and have a chat with them you're going in like hot and loaded do you know what i mean it's like well these guys highlight that quality and service and something something are like keys to their business it's like well make sure you highlight mm. why you provide quality and your customer services is excellent do you know what i mean it's like actually take the time to do your research and you need to do that on all of the clients but you just need to allocate the right amount of time so if it's going to be a potentially huge sale you can give yeah, it more c- time c- whereas c- if correct. it's a low kind of sale do a little bit of research to make sure you're going in in a positive way but you know give it an an element of time that is relevant to the potential sale price. Correct. And and look, we're talking I think, a lot about bigger types of sales here in more service industries, and it's very different to, you know, uh, we've got a whole podcast um, on e-commerce and things, which is a very bit different, obviously. It's a bit more technology-based and, and very different methods. But, Dave, I think you made you made a really good point there about pre-work and research. Like we had a presentation yesterday, which is a bit different from our partners, MindShop, who help us with our um, d- developing our advisory skills. And one of they said is is pre-work for doing sessions with clients is is becoming because people are time poor. It's just becoming more and more valuable. And it's the same probably with sales. Like if you've got a meeting with with a client, you've poked it up. You know the what the beauty of technology is automations there, whether it's templating or whatever. So you could send out pre going, "Hey, looking forward to seeing you, Dave. In our session, we're just going to be covering these three things. So it'd be great to have you. If you start to, if you've got plans, if it, maybe it's construction, it'd be great if you could send that beforehand. Here's a little portfolio of the work we do, but also it'd be great to understand a little bit of your design. We'll talk about about design, whatever it is. But just yeah. start to take control, and and also that sets you up for a really good session with that client if it's a discovery session. But there's lots of different ways you can set up the next step to be successful rather than just winging it. To be brutally honest, and that's a lot of people do it. So, any any other well, thoughts on that, Dave? Before we go, yeah, to well, the, I was going to say, like, I think they're the things that make a difference. They're the like, yep. they're the they're the one percent that like really change how someone feels because they don't think, oh well, I've only got Stu's attention for the x amount of minutes that I'm paying for. Do you know what I mean? When you get a message beforehand, it's like, oh, he's actually thinking about me he's preparing this do you know what i mean and that doesn't just have to be for something like business advisory you know it can be sending a text message as a physio hey i just wanted to check in see how that's going or do you know what i mean it could be as a pt saying hey i hope you're ready for today because i've got a doozy planned do you know what i mean or it's only not feeling a bit not feeling great now dave (laughs) but it's like it's those little things that actually take 
zero time yeah. and could be a message that is kind of copy, paste, slight edit, send on, copy, paste, edit, slight. Do you know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, and, it, but, and it, it makes a big difference. But take you from being like middle of the road to, whoa. Correct. Didn't expect Correct. that. And if you can make a client go, they're going to tell everybody when they have a beer exactly. on a Friday night or a Saturday night, or they're like, oh, can you suggest? Being, like, yes, co- yes, co- I definitely correct. can. You have to go and see this guy. He's amazing. And I think, and I'll tell my story, which I told the business two weeks ago. So back to my renovation, which obviously we should just change this podcast to Stu's renovation stories. But so say you've qualified the lead. Now you've obviously got a meeting with someone. So say you've got a meeting booked in, whether it's a site visit or, or product demo, whatever it might be, if you're... A business and this could be the same as i'm working walking into a store as well because think about it maybe i'm qualified by go i'm going to go and visit this store that could be the same thing so we're now meeting okay we'll use that stage we're now meeting in person so the, the example i had is we are looking at flooring and tiles at the moment and went to two tile shop won't name them because that would be pretty poor form big brands so these are national companies and you walked in there. One of them we walked around for like, and there was about three people who were obviously assistants who seemed more focused on their phones than us. And so you're like, okay. And the thing with tiles, is we know what we want, but you walk into tile shops, there's like hundreds of tiles. And you're like, well, what's good? You know, do you go for a big tile? Do you go for a small tile? So like, there's all that kind of design aesthetic you got to kind of think about. Um, so went to absolutely useless, two stores. Anyway, we then went to Flooring, Flooring Extra in Glenfield here in the North Shore. Uh, Emma was her name. Do you need some help? Yeah, we'd love some help. Cool. Talk me through what you're trying to do. And all we did was just talk it through. And she said, oh, have you got your plans on you? Yeah, we have. And showed them off. Oh, that's cool. Whatever. So she said, what's the kind of look? Got the old Pinterest board out because that's what everyone does, doesn't they, for the renovation. Oh, she's like, oh, that's cool. Well, here's similar things that you're looking at. Things you need to consider. These are the different types. This is more hardwearing. This would be great for this. This is good for the new relations, the building consent around waterproofing and, and security they have now in flooring for kitchens and bathrooms so she says this is really good for that area oh because it's a big space think about a wider panel because it actually just looks a bit better does it here do you want to take some samples back yeah great if you send me the plans i can get you a quote i got a quote two hours later and it's just it wasn't anything spectacular but she cared she asked great questions she understood it she said i'll follow you up in a couple of weeks once you've met with your builder because she said oh what's your timeline all this kind of stuff. And so I, as a buyer, felt really secure that I had information to make and something that I didn't really know much about, to be really honest. I just know it's flooring, really flooring. And I just think that's like, if you go back to what sales is, your job is to help people buy your product. It's to help. So if you're not helping them make a decision, you are failing in sales. And I just think yeah. so often people... You know, we've all had those experiences where we've walked into a store and you're like, I'm actually, I actually do need help because I'm not sure whether it's this type or this type and what's best for my environment or whatever it might be or what specs better for what I'm trying to do. And people just wander around and they go, oh yeah, that should work. Cool, great, thanks mate. That's super useful. Um, sorry, that is, it's a very passionate story about my, my renovation, but it, it, but just think- by taking, under, just as you said, Dave, just listening, understanding what you're trying to do, what do you like, do you need some help? And just simple things, it was only like, 20 minute chat it wasn't even that long but we came out and Des said oh, should we go somewhere else my wife said to me I was like why else like she was awesome we know she's given us everything we need and then when the yeah. kitchen designer came around we had the samples to compare to what we're doing cabinet and she was like oh these are great and so it just it made the whole process easy you know yeah rant over and I think it's a little bit different 
in that renovation space because it's a one and done to a certain degree. Yeah, um, it is a bit. Whereas I think, you know, you can, I'm just trying to think of a potential industry, but it's, there's other industries, isn't it, where it's like you've got those like lower costs to entry and yeah. they often use that as a opportunity to build the trust. And actually it's yeah. like, well, although it's lower cost, you need to do that client research, kind of like we spoke about and highlight, well, actually these guys have got a lot of wheels yeah down the line but i need to validate myself at this point and then grow with them yeah and i think that's the kind of things that you start to get from those scoping sessions when you do that sales pitch is like okay well he's talking to me about a kitchen now but are we talking the whole house if i get this right or yeah, exactly he's talking exactly. to me about accounting and compliance but actually they're going to come in and do payroll which is like our lowest ticket item mm. to actually see how we handle that and whether they like working with them and then you can kind of grow from there or you know, in case of like come into the gym, sand it out, but you, you never know where people are going to go from that point on once you prove your worth. So I think drawing in on those touch points that they've kind of spoken about why they actually wanted to come and see you and then linking everything back to that. But then also, this is my favorite one, is when you're talking about it, present a solution to their problem. Yeah, yeah so. The obvious thing is, you know, I'm coming to a gym. I want a gym membership. It's like, well, no, you don't want a gym membership. You want something out of the gym. at previous gyms. Yeah. Come and join our community because actually we've got a real group of like inclusive people. Do you know what I mean? Who are going to notice you if you're not there, you know, and we're going to help you work towards X, Y, Z goal. Do you know what I mean? You're not joining a gym. You're joining a community of people. So it's like actually look for that point of difference. Do you know what I mean? You're buying a kitchen floor. Well, you're not buying a kitchen floor, are you? You know, yeah, you should buy this whole... one because it's going to give you yeah, the kind of correct. feel and aesthetic that you want as well as meeting your waterproofing requirements for your kitchen and your bathroom. It's like provide the solutions to their problems. Correct. And if we do this, the big royal we, which is also super important because then they feel like they've got a partner in crime. Exactly. But Dave, you've made a really good point there about, about and I think it is you've dealt, you're trying to deal with what is a common issue whatever you want to call it of reasons that people will quit a gym okay so you've yep. done uh, overseen yourself probably you're probably going to ask hey have you joined a gym before yes no okay well you did so why are you now trying to different what's happened because if you understand that then you can obviously go okay we're going to sort of we can deal with that when it's our it was it could be obviously i guess a number of reasons couldn't that day but there is so under part of again the sales program helping people buy but also helping ensure you've got clarity of how you can make sure they stay a customer with you and 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 at the end of the day get the sale and those common things that i, I remember I did the sales training and it it sounds it's such a weird piece of advice but it's kind of a really, it's a, been a really good is ask the obvious question like why are you here how can i help why what has happened in the past that meant meant that you quit gyms how can we help what 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 would cause you to stay at a gym just ask the question there is a bit of a perception that sales people or business they should know that stuff but just ask the question you know why why what would cause you not to buy from us what what are the concerns you've got okay cool let's deal with those two things like getting all that information when you're meeting a a customer for the first time whether it's in a retail sense whether it's service sense whatever it might be like it's hospital is a bit different but it's still this understanding what is going on because if you keep it, if you think, if you treat your trans relationship as a transactional relationship with a customer, don't understand the need, well, you're going to have to sell 10 times more because the people will leave, to be brutally honest. So yeah. um, they'll, they'll churn out or you're going to have to do 
10 times more quotes to get a sale over the line because you're just hitting and hoping. Whereas if you take that time to really understand and, and go ask questions about the common things you know, which are probably problems for that person, like the flooring example, I didn't know about the waterproofing change of building code for flooring. So cool, I now yeah. know. And she brought that up and said, hey, be aware if you're going to do this, that means these options are all you've got for all your open plan kitchen. These you cannot do. Cool, that's good. That's helping me make a decision. It's important, isn't it? You know, understand the needs, work out how you can link your solution to the needs yeah. and then present yeah. them together and tie it all together. It's like the, um, it's the Wolf of Wall Street gag, isn't it? Sell me this pen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so, it's such a simple... I, I, I was a bit concerned where you might in, go there. If you're in sales, <laughs> if you're in sales, it totally makes sense. It's like, you know, uh, it's blue. It's really nice. It's like, well, no. Like, you need to find the reason that they need the pen. Need the pen, yeah. And then you'll sell the pen. And I think that's the same for anything to do with sales, isn't it? It's like... In this point, I guess, which is, I guess, going to be episode two of the sales process is it's going from that qualified lead to understanding them enough so that you can actually put a really good pitch together that's yeah. going to kind of hit them exactly where it needs to be hit from. It's going to give them the emotional feels. It's going to make sure it kind of hits them at a point that they're like, well, actually, this is going to hit everything that I mm. want it to. Yeah. So it's actually you've got to understand and you've got to listen. Correct. So let's go to the final part, which is getting the sale. And look, it, the technology has made this easy. The close. Um, technology has made this some of this easier to do with um, signing technology or whatever. But some, the principle is still the same. So what's what's your advice here, Dave? You know, so you've got someone who goes, "Yep, send me a quote," or "Send me the price." That we're into that stage. What what's what are, what do people need to think about there? Well, there's there's two elements to this one, I guess. One is going to go back to these roofers i've had coming around recently like a couple of them have come around they've quoted on the spot which i think is good they've gone back to the car they've kind of bum 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 and they've handed yeah. me something at the end with all of their details sample suggestions around colors for the roof and a price and you're like well, yep that's like reasonably good and to be honest with you once you're good at your pricing you can pretty much quote on a square meter rate and, within... and, and, and technology helps out a little bit with ipads and some of the apps that yeah, trade totally. like apps actually help you kind of that sort of stuff don't they but, you know, like right now, we've had three people round and I've got one quote sat in my car. And it's like, well, how long do I sit before I'm just going to accept that one? Do you know what I Correct. mean? It's like, so he's a step ahead of everyone already. So I think, you know, you've got to have who in a good proposal, it's like actually get something good out to them. So it's who they are, who you are, how you operate, yeah. operating guidelines, tick off any question questions that you may need to know to make it look like you're kind of really above and beyond mm. on that understanding who your client is the estimate or the actual figures but making yep. sure that particularly in this kind of economic environment depending on the area that you work in that you're tabbing everything out correctly and that's for yep. your benefit not for the person's mm. benefit terms and conditions and then a nice easy way to accept so that's kind of like that pushing that proposal together yeah however once you've given them that <laughs> you need to you've got to have a review point you need to have an agreed viewpoint with them. Completely like, agree. hey, I'm going to give you a call on Friday so that I can answer any questions you may have about it. Correct. Yeah. Completely. You're not complete. trying to phone them to close it. You're phoning to answer any questions. You're phoning to help them. Help them. I, I think good point, Dave, on your the, your roofing example. I love the way our podcast is just based on the or what we see in life. Um, but there's, there's well, huge sales efficiency. The isn't it? It is. 
but it's huge sales efficiency there by doing it on the spot because one that roofer his his minimized his admin time so he's left that your site knowing i've got a proposal out so i don't i don't have any follow-up apart from maybe a check-in call whenever two days three days later but also he's there presenting his price he's control as i said look take control of the situation was one of my things i talked about earlier is when you're presenting the price not in person, there is a huge risk there. Because let's be honest, if you send, get sent a proposal, what do we all do? Scroll, 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 scroll. What's the price? We don't read any gumph. Well, I don't anyway, but we don't. We just go straight to the price. That's yeah. my old CFO used to say that. He goes, I used to sit there with IT consultants selling me stuff and I just go flip through the proposal that they've taken all this time. Of. It's too expensive. And then they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That's the, yeah. But that's what we do. It's not human yeah. instinct. So you get the price. So you want to control that. I think before you present price, you should know roughly where that's at. So, have you confirmed yeah. their budget? Have you can have you? Uh, is their expectations wildly below what re, what is realistic? Because they might not know the. They may have seen something on Google when they go, "Oh, a roof's only going to be five grand." And you're like, "Yeah, but that's for this type of roof, and actually, it's ten grand." So, have I dealt with that before I present the price? So. I think dealing presenting price in person is really important. Personally, again, to your point though, Dave, earlier, it depends on the value of the, of the transaction. If it's for two hundred bucks, then very different probably model. But like you said, presenting that, presenting it in a way that makes sense to the customer, so they understand it, make sure they've got an opportunity to ask any questions. Give time to consider because some things you know people do need. So not everyone's going to be buying on the spot. But then, as you said, secondly, really confirm. Hey, I'll give you a call on Tuesday, and not I'll just give you a call on Tuesday. When's a good time on Tuesday? Oh, I'm at free at 10. Cool. I'll give you a call at 10 and we'll just confirm if you're happy to go ahead. That other thing is, that's very salesy, by the way, what I've just done there. The language you use should always presume they're going to buy. Put them in it. So I'll confirm when we're going to go ahead. Not if you're happy with a quote or we'll confirm that when we're going to go ahead. Ah, see, this, this is where I'm going to challenge you on that one. Oh, I no. Would always, I, I, I wouldn't go with that. I think that's... And this is where I think it comes down to you being authentic to yourself. I'll it's be like, salesy. I'd like to call to answer any questions to kind of help you along your journey. Oh, the same. Yeah, yeah but you're, you're rather still, than you're, like to yeah, but you're ahead. but you're not you're not going. Hey, you're still going. You're. I'm not saying presuming, but you're still taking that assumption, which I think yeah. is a good. Yeah, I'm for still the customer, taking the assumption we're moving ahead. We're going ahead. Yeah, but not. I'm here to help. Yeah, that is always the way I picture. I'm just about the deal, then, Dave. Just get the pet deal. Hates. Pet hates, it's cool. Don't leave a voice message. No one leaves a voice message No one listens to them anymore. Email or text them. Meet them where they need to be met. And ask them, hey, just out of interest, do you prefer me to contact you via phone calls, emails, text messages? What works for you? Completely. It's such an easy thing to ask. Because I've got, I I imagine you've got it, Dave. I've got some Dave clients who love email. We're really good at it. Some who love phone call. Some who are great on text. Some are very good on text who never answer email. So... Everyone is different on the preferred thing. And texts, I think, and messaging is becoming more and more common. Yeah, I think because they don't want to kind of potentially talk about stuff in a certain environment. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, then a couple of rounds of that. But then potentially another good one is if it's gone cold, so they haven't answered your calls, they haven't replied to your yeah. text message, doesn't mean it's... It just means agree. they're playing hard to get. Yeah, I personally, this, this is my next route, is... It's always really easy to find something, and you've got to be in the right industry for this, is, oh, I saw this and thought of you. So just say, for yeah. example, we're going to go back to my roof. Yeah, the guy's made a suggestion around color because of we've got Omaru Stone as the brickwork of the house. It's like he's bound to have had some photos of that in the past. Correct. Send a photo of what it looks like. Hey, yeah, just to help I just saw you, yeah. this, and I thought it might help you envisage what it would look like. Yeah. Or, uh, hey, 
da, 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 da. I saw this business and it kind of reminded me of yours. Yours. They've got quite a good marketing strategy going on. Send it out. Just something that's like five minutes that makes them go, huh, they care. Re-engage, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's opens up some lines of communications again. Because especially if you've got, I guess, a larger you know, sale item, you know, thousands of dollars and stuff. Like, there's just so much more going to be going on potentially, especially in this market. You know, you know, if you think if you quoted six months ago, people might have been borrowing against the house, which has been a lot different interest right now, for example. So the things have changed. So I go back and ask the obvious question. Now, people, that's really uncomfortable. But I've dealt with a number of people and they've not many people ask, hey, are you looking at other suppliers up against us? No, no one really asks that. It's like yep. most people know you are. It's like the elephant in the room. But of course, I'm not going to probably only dealing with you because I'm about to spend a lot of money. So of course, I want to get some options here and maybe different yeah. design styles and whatever. So ask that question. But also, you know, if there's if you don't hear from them, give them an out. Hey, if there's something, if there's if you've got concern around the budget or whatever, if you just start to open up the door, going actually, yes, you can we have a chat about the budget? Cool. Because some people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to bring like Kiwis yeah. actually kind of are very bad at saying no. Uh, as well like it's it's so make it easier for them to kind of raise block your, call, block, block your number yeah just hide. but also just give them oh yeah actually it is that like yeah. okay let's have a chat about it so there is a bit about that um i'll conscious of time because we're going up final part of our before so we don't have to do three is once the deal's done be really clear with the client what the next steps are whether that's um maybe it's paperwork maybe it's contra- certain other terms and conditions maybe it's timelines when you'll be in contact or your team or whatever but be really clear on okay because sales and sales and then delivery or whatever you want to call it product service it's not separate it should be this nice seamless thing which i know is sometimes really hard but be really clear on that that has to be really accurate though recently i got speaking to going through a bit of a sales process they're like oh it's a 12 week turnaround it's like Whoa, 12 week, 12 to 16 weeks it's like oh, almost pushed that pushed it all over it was yeah it was like four weeks measured to done so you're kind of like well wait a second what is it because <laughs> you literally almost <laughs> pushed it over at 12 to 16 weeks like i almost went now nah, we're out and also you should have hopefully dealt with that a little bit in the sales process you know what i mean and you're kind of like well wait a second and it was done in five weeks, but we went with good service, good kind of everything else kind of stacked together. And it was done in five mm. to six weeks, but you kind of, just, uh, in four to five weeks, sorry, and you just want to be like, well, now, wait a second. You literally almost screwed yourself out of a really good service. Yeah, by just not being, oh, yeah. By not it's being like, like, accurate yeah. on your timelines. And, you know, half the time you don't have to, it's just like you said, isn't it? It's showing the next step and it's actually just being very open and transparent about hey sorry under the pump right now but actually i'll be in touch with you on monday or tuesday yeah. they just and need like, to know not be dang not just to be dangling in the wind because i imagine dave did you when you once a person signed up for their gym did, were you then trying to book in their first session whether that was themselves or the pt session, uh, were you then they, like cool, they'd have let's to book, book there in. and then yeah, yeah. So they know, cool, and we're in, then you're into it, aren't you? Then you're kind of yeah. away. So if they came um, in to sign up, would literally book them up. Their first session would be booked up there and then. Yeah, and I think that's that's super awesome. And like, like you know, like, we had issues getting people onto the app or downloading the app. So, you know, those little policies change. So it's like, okay, so now it's like, actually, please bring your phone. Mm. We're going to sign you up. We're going to check you've got the app on your phone there and then, and we're going to help you book your first class. 
Yeah. So it's like you like take that. away all barriers. So one, they've put so you're the showing them how the technology works, and so they know how yeah. to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now you're away. And it's then nice also the other, the other one that you do is like, cool, brilliant. So now I can see you've booked into the class as well. And they'd be like, oh, so you can see. And it's like, yeah. And I can also see when you cancel. <laughs> so I'm on you. I'm just kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So don't cancel on me. I take that stuff personally. <laughs> Let's wrap it up there, Dave. We could probably sit here for the number. We could do like a five-hour podcast probably on this. Look, any any questions, as always, uh, marketing at rightway.co.nz, if there's anything in particular that we've – because some of this stuff we've brushed over a bit quickly, but hopefully everyone's found that useful. Make sure you like and subscribe and review, wherever, depending on the platform you are. It's really useful for us and helping spread the, the good word of what we do on the podcast. And also make sure you check out all the Rightway social media channels to keep up to date with all the other stuff that we put out content-wise, blogs, etc. for business owners. Um, but thanks very much, and we'll speak soon. Thanks, Dave. <laughs>